somebody stand up? Find someone and pray for that person. Stand up, everyone. You've not come here to be comfortable. You've come here to worship Jesus. Anytime a worshiper, listen to me, guys, comes before the presence of God. And he's waiting to be moved by a song. You do not know what true worship is. Yesterday I was somewhere. You can you can leave your hands. Yesterday I was somewhere. And Holy Spirit began to say to me. To let every time you come before me be like the first time you're meeting me. How did you feel the first time he won your heart, the first time you met him? How did you feel? The problem, one of the reasons why we in our time are not seeing great manifestations of the presence of God is because we do not know how to host his presence and hosting of God's presence is is by faith let every time we call his name be like it's the first time we ever speaking about him it's like the first time you know thank god for church gatherings but it has made us so lazy and so spoiled that we are always looking for our favorite song looking for a song to trigger us into worship but jesus is more than a song jesus is your song We have become trigger happy, trigger worshippers. We must be tickled into a place of emotions before we worship, and that is a lie, that's not true. I've been to some places, some places around the world, somewhere in Asia, and before you opened your mouth to say anything, there is people laying on the floor. I'm not saying this to, to guilt trip you guys. Receive it in humility and tell the Lord to collapse your heart. If you have cried before in worship, there is more to give. If you have reached a point in your worship and you think, oh my God, I really worship God. It is, there is so much more to give, so much more to yield. first time worship was mentioned was in Genesis and Abraham told his servants I and Isaac were going up to the mountain to worship that was sacrifice today we're gonna tell the Lord 
So let every time I call your name, let every time I come before you be like it's the first time I'm meeting you. There should be a spontaneous excitement that bubbles up on the inside of you. The Lord recently rebuked me and told me, he said, if you go to a gathering and the worship leader is singing crap, that is one, he, doesn't, he or she doesn't have a good voice, the sound is bad, the music is not playing well, this and that is bad. He told me if you dare to disdain or if you dare to look at it and say, oh, this guy is not, you have dishonored me. We have become conditional worshippers. And that is guile, there is guile in our hearts. Yes, I know, you know, you need a perfect sound, we need perfect this and that, everything needs to be great, the sound needs to be as though it's entering your soul. Yeah, that's right, that's good. But that's not the first thing, the first thing is Him. Let your eyes be completely blinded from every other thing, that your eyes and your gaze just are focused on Him. If the music fails, you're ready to ruin your makeup, you're ready to ruin yourself. And truly, it's more than just a head down, it's a heart posture. So from expectations Zigele bobondi eke Zigele bobondi eke Izantolo bobokonde Izababulia kateli kamantoski efananti akwa rekobonti ekurumbi eketebaladi etola zigele boti akuli ababuliata nanta lekunda bati akuviata 
Zebretonantie kubababiatela Zigretorom vie kandibu shatalabula Zikelele bobosi atandie kuliada Lekonantie kubula Ia kabula Ie kesinantafia kuliaba Lakurende bekesiaka Anta la kuadela Anta kuadela Anta kuadela Elebelenko siafananti akwa Roko bobo bonsi akante betiaka Lekombi esiti livunti akwa Rekonda babiaka ilietu Zeburundi ekurundi ekete Zigerebundi ete Zigerebundi ete Ila karaburi ete Santa la mali Santa la mali kede Ijebe Ijebe Ijebebiate Ijebebiate Nango kotia kwadila Sontolo boboate nengiate Zikatabuna Zigatabuna Likura babia santalaka Sentele kondiaka Ilebebobondie kula Silevunti akabie tuliaka Lakovia tuliaka buna Kabuna, kabuna, kabuna Zigele benti okombi etela Zilevelonti akulabadela Iyelebe suntalamela Akunama sentele dolia Sentele dolia Ikalaba suntele Ile madela Ile madela we welcome you tonight God we welcome you tonight Jesus God of the city God of the field God of the highway and the byway God of the shepherd and the king God of yesterday today and tomorrow we welcome you we welcome you shekele ko safata ta koko boatela ka koko boatelia ka ka koko koko boatelia ka santa la vo boekelelo wetelelo zika la bundia kadia tumvia kabwata zebobo penentia kuria babwate Zikele bobonti ekuria vatwa Zikele bobobiatela Sebrondiaka 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 Sebrondie kuruvia tavantoskie papapananta Rukuria babujna katiyako Ije kuna mamila Jige kura mamila Jige kura mamalila Zokola babila Zekola babila Zekunambedea Zekorobobodi Ilavaduna makila Thank you Thank you Thank you Holy Spirit We welcome you We welcome you We welcome you Lord you are welcome. You are welcome. 
you are welcome speak to us tonight shift us tonight alakobatina speak to us tonight into the economy of your will and your grace into the economy of your will and your grace Jeke levado Jeke levado Kabwatena Oh we bless you We thank you Father tonight as your word comes forth Let there be miracles Let there be supernatural manifestations of your glory supernatural manifestations of your glory rend the heavens tonight jesus rend the heavens tonight lord ishaya rend the heavens Tonight, Jesus, Kiavo Bababuatele Kumasia Tela, touch us tonight, speak to us tonight, transform us tonight. Akula Batiadore Ababani, shift us tonight, break yokes tonight. in advance we give you glory in advance we give you honor in advance we give you praise for now and forever now and forever now and forever we belong to you Sikalabuna Thank you Thank you For yours is the kingdom Yours is the power Yours is the glory Lakumayete Sikunabale kuraviati ningo koti akabwa shilebetiati elikunambre kiato zebiata. Today we ask for visitation and habitation. You gave the word, now enforce it. You gave the word, now Lord enforce it. Time vortexes. Let there be openings for the redeeming of time. 
let there be opportunities to redeem time in this season let there be opportunities to redeem time in this season opportunities to redeem seasons and opportunities that were lost to revisit instructions that are outstanding to re-raise altars that were broken down to offer forgiveness and mercy where malice and offense stifled your agenda to say yes where we said no to say no where we said yes to pass tests that we failed in the seasons past pour out your glory pour out your glory let that glory carry grace let your glory be pregnant with the economy of grace required to maximize this season no regrets no carryover no regrets no carryover we say no regrets and no carryover that after this season lord we will not need another makeup season that this is the time that will yield its full benefit to the glory of the lord let the heavens cooperate with us angelic assistance divine wisdom angelic assistance divine wisdom angelic assistance divine wisdom divinely engineered atmospheres lord engineer our microclimates let heaven be responsible for the atmospheres around us in this season give no place to darkness to infiltrate our hearts and our minds now and forever we belong to you now and forever we belong to you now and forever we belong to you and lord tonight as we go into your word we ask for your spirit of truth and grace to guide us on this tour be the tour guide into realities that are not just revelational or exciting in their revelational faculties fa revelational abilities let the word tonight engineer outcomes tangible measurable testifiable outcomes let it frame our worlds let it reconfigure our realities it is to you that we give the glory the honor and the praise in the precious name of jesus 
somebody somewhere clap your hands all you people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph give him praise and glory come on somebody i want you to shout so loud i can hear you over youtube give god praise give god praise thank you thank you thank you thank you jesus you are welcome in this space you are welcome in this room have your way have your way in the precious name of jesus welcome everybody to the quorum it is wednesday and you know what that means we are live and direct uh from my home studio tonight amen but the the broadcast location has nothing to say about the dimension of god's presence and glory that we have access to amen somebody isn't god good i love him i just absolutely love him right so for those of you good to see you tony uh you got the day off well not the well actually that's not true the night off <laughs> by the way can we celebrate brother tony biden um can we give god a a round of praise for his life for those of you who don't know tony is my personal assistant uh and he has been a blessing you know i've had some really special people walk with me uh over the years as my pa uh, and god just keeps giving me the best over and over again and tony has been uh, fulfilling that role now for the last i think two years or thereabouts uh, and I couldn't have de- I couldn't have designed him any better if I went to shop for him in heaven. And so Tony, I just want the whole world to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your humility, your simplicity, your heart of service. And I speak greatness over your life in this season. Uh, in previous seasons, I have prayed my PAs out of a job. I have trusted God to elevate, bless, and increase them to a point where. It no longer makes sense for them to fulfill that role. Uh, Tony, I'm going to selfishly pray this time that you and the role expand. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to pray in this season of Bokar that God will bless you beyond measure and that he will also bless the environment you work in, hint, hint, to where it is not a downgrade for you in where he's taking you to. I love you, man from the bottom of my heart and i also appreciate uh several other people tonight um without mentioning everybody's names but uh my other co-pilot who is usually here on a wednesday with us her name is minister chrissy adediba or as uh it's a private joke uh, between me chrissy and a couple of other people or as ma so uh good evening ma chrissy i love you thank you I've known Chrissy now for 18 years, if I'm not mistaken. I've been her pastor for about 16 of those years. Um, I've watched her evolve, bloom, 
bud into an amazing woman of God in her own right. Y'all don't sleep on Chrissy now, amen. Chrissy is a WOG in every sense of the word. And just again, the service, the humility, the simplicity, the commitment. Um, I have a special place in my heart for people who see things that need fixing and just fix them. You know, if you are a leader looking for leaders, one of the signs of a true leader is that they don't complain about a problem they have not tried to fix. And so uh, if you want to be special to my heart, it's very easy. One of the ways you can do is be the kind of person who sees a problem and just attacks it. Uh, And Chrissy, I love you. Thank you for your time, your sacrifice. Uh, Like Tony, I speak increase, abundance, elevation, and just all-round greatness over your life in this season. And to everybody else here at Kingdom Culture, um, I don't want to mention names because I usually forget someone. And this is a true story. Uh, We once had a a conference in Kingdom Culture or an event after which I took to Facebook and I gave a vote of thanks. Vote of thanks. And I innocently forgot someone. Literally, I didn't mean to. I thought I put the person in until it was drawn to my attention that I didn't. Apparently, the person was so hurt, and I understand uh, why that would be the case. The person was so hurt that it irreparably damaged our relationship till today. That relationship has never recovered from that one mistake. And so I don't like to give exhaustive votes of thanks because then if I leave somebody out by accident, they get upset. But there's so many amazing people in this house who are behind everything that we do. Our admin and logistics team, our pastoral care team, our worship ministry, uh, our uh, our children's ministry, our youth ministries, but especially the media ministry for those of you who connect with us online. They make us look a lot better than we are. Like I keep saying, I'm just the tip of a very long spear. And I'm glad that I have them as the spear behind my tip. And more and more in these days, you will be seeing more and more of them uh, on the camera. And I will be just chilling in the background, whooping and screaming and being their greatest cheerleader as they change the world in their own right. Righty, let's get to the word of the Lord tonight. Aaron, good to see you, bro. Pastor T, you're welcome. Rodney, good to see you. Everybody in the his house. Mm. I was going to say, you know what? I'm just going to say, I was going to say Pastor Bella. But since the word came out of my mouth, maybe I'm prophesying. Pastor Bella, how you doing? Faith, good to see you. Minister Gerald, good to see you. Who else is there? Monica, the Edinburghites. By the way, if you are in the city of Edinburgh, um, if you live in and around Edinburgh, stay tuned. We got some good news for you. That's all I'm going to say. If you are, by the way, there's, there's a small pocket of those of us who are part of this house who live in Edinburgh and they do life together, they fellowship together. But if you live in and around Edinburgh and you have been praying to god for you know a visitation of some sort that's all i'm going to say watch this space god is speaking he's on the move and great things are about to come to your city under the banner of this house um this april on the 2nd of april we have the first general assembly or the only general assembly in the hebrew month of aviv we're going to be uh for the first time meeting at the new embassy building in central london for those of you who are not aware this marks a seismic shift in our operation as a house 
for the first time in three years, we're going to be moving from a primarily virtual experience that includes in person, in essence, a studio to broadcast that has people in the studio to a primarily in-person service on a Sunday that is broadcasted to the rest of the world. Uh, and this Sunday, the second, well, the su two Sundays from now, the second Sunday in April is the beginning of that transition. Uh, it is a an epoch-making moment, and I'm not exaggerating. I am not being hyperbolic. If you can get to the city of London, you want to be here. Uh, we are going to be having a full-on kingdom culture worship, Sunday worship experience. Uh, and from that day, every other Sunday will be a build from in essence from that sunday every other sunday will be a primarily in-person service uh, as we move into the rest of the year we will have a full formal central london church lunch church lunch not lunch as in eat lunch as in launching something uh watch this space also preparations have begun in earnest for the kingdom culture summit 2023 uh, the summit is going to be holding at the central london embassy this year i'm looking forward and excited excited about that uh, we have pretty much finalized our roster of preachers and teachers we are working through a couple of things as regards th those who are going to be ministering in worship and as psalmists uh, over the next few weeks the registration will be open the website will be live it it i mean if you were at the summit last year, virtually or in person, you know what an outpour it was. It was it was something else. This year, we're looking to God for more. We're being spiritual all of a twist. We're looking to God to pour out more. And we're also looking to have even greater levels of technical excellence and practical excellence in what we deliver. We want to deliver an experience that doesn't just change your life spiritually, but that transforms you, your mind, and forces you to level up in the areas of excellence and as an experience and so i am looking forward to that now last night for those of you who are not there we had the first or uh, the press uh the new hebrew month this is the month of nisan or aviv it's the month of the passover if you did not attend that prayer meeting last night i plead with you go back and listen to it it is on the other channel on the prayer culture apostolic channel chrissy i'm I'm wondering if we should just download it and upload it on the KCTV channel for those who might be subscribers to KCTV who don't have or well, not subscribers to that one. It, I, I can't say enough. I'm not going to go into more details. The level of prophetic confirmation of stuff God had been speaking to us about in-house and we had already shared in some of our internal prayer meetings was mind-boggling. Um, I went to bed last night with a smug smile on my face. I, I was like, Satan, it have finished. <laughs> you know what i mean i, I literally I, I went to bed last night with a smug smile on my face i like satan there is absolutely nothing you can do or say at this point it has just finished amen all right so okay so you okay fine so the, the link to that video will be in the comment section of this one if you could pin it as the pinned comment that would be great please go listen to it now uh we're in our series loving god genuinely the path to our rising uh, i am going to be preaching uh tonight or teaching tonight i'm going to be going through a couple of scriptures that we went through yesterday at the press 
to lay more foundations for them so we can understand i plan to teach roughly an hour and then we will pray if that sounds good say yes in the comment section aka the chat all right let's go back to our anchor scripture for this for this series it is in the book of judges one quick second let's go there actually let's go to blue letter bible.org it's in the book of judges chapter five um and of course i'm sat down tonight i'm not at a at a pulpit there might not be as much whooping and hollering as you may like but i would advise you to not be distracted by the expression and the focus on what the lord is saying because it will as pastor tilson likes to say be life-changing right pastor t all right let's read the word of the lord judges chapter 5 Verse 31 says, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest 40 years. Let's look at this in the Holman Christian Standard Bible or the Christian Standard Bible here. It's pretty much identical to the Holman Christian Standard Bible for the purpose of this scripture. So the Christian Standard Bible says, Lord, may all your enemies perish as Sisera did, but may those who love him, him here being God, be like the rising, the rising of the sun in its strength and the land had peace 40 years so we establish from this scripture in literally black and white that the bible is saying that one of the fundamentals key one of the fundamental keys boy speak tonight kadesh and jeremy if you're watching daddy might need a glass of water um one of the fundamental keys to the rising of a man or woman male or female man according to the platform of the kingdom of god so God's way, not man's way, is a love for God that is genuine and biblical in its understanding and context. And of course, we went through great length to describe what love looks like according to the Bible's definition and from God's perspective, that this is not the love you and I profess for one another. It's not fickle. It's not humanly restricted. It's not about emotions. We we took two weeks over the last two weeks. We have thank you, Kadesh and or Jeremy. Over the last two weeks, we literally uh, established how a spirit defines love, what the components of the kind of love that a spirit would accept would be. Uh, we looked at scriptures to back that up. I don't have the time to repeat that. And so, Chrissy, if you could be so kind as to, if we haven't already created a playlist of this particular series and put that playlist in the comment section again that would be amazing done oh you see get you a team like mine amen and so um we've dealt with all that now of course let's go to deuteronomy chapter 6 as well uh deuteronomy remember whenever you get to deuteronomy 
it is incumbent on you to dethrone your enemy Deuteronomy chapter 6 it starts by saying this is the command the statutes and ordinances the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you that you may follow them in the land you are about to enter and possess I don't think it was this sermon series but I was talking about this in a different uh, series I was preaching recently I'm not sure if that was here in kingdom culture or on my uh, apostolic travels but I explained the fact that as far as God was concerned the wilderness was a dress rehearsal for how Israel was supposed to live when they got into the promised land. That God kept them there long enough to establish a cadence of culture. Because he told them, the land, so from the book of Deuteronomy, he told them, the land I'm giving you is partially yours because the land rejected its former occupants because of their sinful and wrong behavior. So he says, if you go into the land acting in a similar way, the land will reject you too. And so God tells them that I'm going to keep you in the wilderness, or I kept you, he was telling them in hindsight, that I kept you in the wilderness long enough to create and craft an understanding of my will, my expectation and the cadence of life culture, instructions and commandments that are compatible with your season of Bokar, with your promised land, so that when you get into the promised land, you already have an understanding of how you are supposed to carry yourself. And that is so important because prophetically, when we apply it to you and I in our day, what it means is that there are seasons in your life where God's focus is on crafting a lifestyle that is compatible with your impending elevation. He doesn't want you at risk of the dangers that come with stepping into the season of elevation without the attendant life that is required to sustain and protect it. He wants you to get your prayer life right. He wants you to get your fasting life right. Holler at me, somebody. Uh, he wants you to get your, 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 help me now. He wants you to get your, your, your consecration, how you treat people, your discipline, your sexual discipline, your financial, because he knows that if you enter your bokar, if you get into the fullness of his agenda for your life on fully formed, you are liable to destroy it, delay it, or suffer needless pain by opening the door for satanic attack. So he says here, these are the commands, statutes, and ordinances the Lord has commanded me to teach you that you may follow them in the land. Do this that you may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life by keeping his statutes and commandments I'm giving you. Your son and your grandson. So these are generational instructions. They're supposed to shape a family lineage's culture and so that you may have a long life. In essence, you need a long life to be able to teach your grandson and so if you live out these instructions correctly, they will keep you long enough to be able to teach them to your grandson. And I, I think that in itself is just spectacular. Now listen, Israel, he says, and he's not just talking to me. Be careful to follow them so that you may prosper and multiply greatly. 
because the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a flowing, a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen, the word listen is the word Shema. Listen, Israel, and be careful. Careful. It, we, we, we dealt with this last Sunday, or was it Wednesday, about what it means to keep a commandment. To keep a commandment goes beyond just obeying it. It means to caress it, to treat it with value. It means you honor the one who gave it so much that you ruminate on it, you chew on it, you guard it. It becomes not just something to obey, but a an onion to peel to gain ever-increasing understanding of the principles behind it so that God can give you one instruction and that one instruction, you can, you can, you can, expand it into 50 different specific directives to guard your life for instance if god says he hates divorce you take that and you chew on it where's this coming from what's the principle behind it you know what, what what's the context in which he said it to where it governs every covenant relationship you have with everybody in your life not just your spouse to where it governs your relationship with your spouse to be more than just not giving them a paper to divorce them, but not treating them in a way that violates trust, covenant, and and codependent, uh, 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 a code codependent necessity for one another. And so he says, be careful to follow them. Means there is a meticulous approach you must have to the commandment of God. And he says, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I wish somebody showed this to me 20 years ago. It was probably preached, but I wish somebody showed it to me the way I'm showing it to you today. If you want to prosper and multiply greatly on God's economy, you must listen. The word Shema means listen with the intention of obeying. Listen attentively with a readiness to put in practice what you're about to hear and be careful to follow certain instructions and commandments. It's really that simple. So that you may prosper and multiply greatly. And I was saying this, uh, by the way, pretty much every night of this Hebrew month of Nisan, almost every night there's going to be an 11, 11 p.m prayer meeting uh, of some sort some will be public like the press on tuesday and friday uh like this wednesday for instance tonight at 11 p.m uh minister mander and the royals ministry lead a prayer meeting for families and children i am going to for those of you who are part of the in-house ones i'm also encouraging us to be there for the wednesday literally every single night this month of this hebrew month let's engage god for his agenda um but like i was showing on monday there are proceeding remember we started the year talking about the proceeding word there are proceeding instructions there are bespoke parameters that govern everyone who walks with god that are non-negotiable if you will prosper or succeed and mine may be different from yours you may have a friend who is committing a ten commandment sin and it doesn't seem to affect quote unquote the prosperity of god upon his life it will open a door to corrupt him. It will open a door for the enemy to attack him like David, like Samson, sorry. It will eventually bring him to a place where it will destroy the fabric of his soul till he commits a non-negotiable offense 
like Samson on Delilah's lap, and then he will be destroyed. But if that sin is not one of the non-negotiable instructions of the manifestation of God for that person's life, it may look like they can get away with it for a while. So Samson can touch a dead thing. He can drink alcohol. He can marry outside Israel. He can commit fornication and his strength and power stay intact because it was not a non-negotiable covenant or it did not ex exceed, what's what? It did not exhaust the non-negotiable covenants. God gave him a few covenants, alcohol, dead things, uh, and his hair. And when he violated the third of those non-negotiable things, his strength left him. For someone else, the hair may be fine, but it would be at the day he first slept with the prostitute in the Philistine stronghold that he would have lost his strength. There are divine parameters that govern every human being, every ministry, every nation there are covenant parameters yes vanessa you can't just do what it seems others are trying are able to get away with there are bespoke divine parameters that are are, are, are non-negotiable to your rising in the first instance and to the process of sustaining said rising many of us never find out what they are in the first place Many of us live our lives by trial and error. We wonder why things don't work. They work for a season, then they stop for another season. You don't know what you did in the season for which they worked, so you can't correct or adjust anything when they stop working. But some of us who have discovered this, these, either by divine inquiry, by seasons of pursuit, fasting, praying, or just by luck, um, we still do not follow through on them. And we wonder why the trajectory of our rising in, in God is like a sine wave. There are seasons where no matter how aligned you are with divine parameters, it's just not the season. The Bible talks about the set time. The day of the Lord. In the day of your power. But when your day comes, the extent of the brightness of your rising will usually be determined by your ability to meticulously follow through on proceeding words, instructions, and parameters. And if you see somebody who seems to be shining brighter than you, before getting jealous, as I have learned, find out what their parameters are and how meticulously they have given themselves to their divine proceeding parameters so he says Chris, let's go back thank you listen and be careful to follow them so you may prosper and multiply greatly because the lord the god of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey in essence the instructions are because of the promise the promise is not because of the instructions God doesn't say, well, obey these instructions and then if you, if you fulfill them, I'll give you a land. No, he first promises you a land and then to, en to ensure that you arrive at the promise, he, con he back 
see god backwardly engineers he backward engineers a set of parameters that he knows will keep you on track to arrive at the promise somebody say yes if you understand that that the parameters the instructions are an act of his mercy they're an act of his goodness this is him ensuring that you don't destroy your chance of enjoying his promise in fact these parameters that god gives each of us the bible first of all is a generic parameter book but then the bespoke the extra bespoke instructions are actually designed to steward our proclivities tendencies and weaknesses in essence god designs a set of instructions based on your particular flavor of the fall of adam god knows what flavor of adam's fall and corruption will find special expression in you he knows what your weaknesses are and which of those weaknesses are most likely to corrupt the fiber of your spirit and your soul and he will craft a set of parameters that are designed to protect you from disqualifying yourself from the goodness chris let's go back the land flowing with milk and honey that he has prepared for you he then gives the first of these instructions we looked at this that Jesus said this was the first great instruction. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Remember, Judges 5 says, if you love him, you'll be like the, the, the brightness, like the sun in the brightness of it shining. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. He then says these words, meaning the instruction to love God. And what, why, the, how it's tied to his destiny for you. He says, are to be in your heart, not just your head. You know, and this is the difference between grudging obedience and honor. Between grudging obedience and love. I love my wife. When my wife tells me this hurts her, I don't just obey it because, oh boy, I want peace in this house. No. Those words should be crafted on my heart. They should begin to regulate my emotional core to where I don't do these things or I do the one she wants because the words she, when she informed me of her desires or her peeves, I literally, literally, hid those words in my heart david puts it this way your word have i hid in my heart O lord that i may not sin against you this is the difference between a religious life and love for god because as we saw last week spirits interpret love as obedience primarily Two people can live the exact same lifestyle and only one person actually loves God. You can actually obey God out of fear for God. And the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's actually wise to fear God. But the difference between the fear of God and the love of God is the person who fears God says, I better do this thing you know, for my sanity, for my safety. 
or for my benefit because I want to be blessed and not to have to deal with the repercussions. But the one who loves God says, like David, how can I, like Joseph, how can I sin against the Lord and my master? His heart, his desires, his, his opinions mean so much to me. I have hid them so deeply in my heart that I cannot but live out the manifestation of what they are. He says, hide these words in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Let them be a symbol on your forehead. Your forehead talks about your thinking and your mindset, your paradigm of reality. Your hand talks about your power, your ability, your actions you're doing. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. We looked at John 14, 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. We, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to repreach. There's so much to, to get into that I don't want to repreach anything I've dealt with before. But now, somebody say, but now. I want you to come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let's move this further. Let's advance this case. Shakabone tia Taylor. Kanzevo tia konambre tia K. What have I done? Okay. What have I done? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Come on, computer. Okay. So the Bible says, therefore, love the Lord your God, listen, and always keep his mandate and his statutes, ordinances, and commands. Therefore, it starts by saying, love the Lord your God and always. You see how the concept of loving God and keeping his instructions are linked throughout scripture. His mandates, his statutes, his ordinances and commands. And maybe next week or the next installment of this series, I will break down each of those four words in the Hebrew. But tonight is not the night for that. Now, you move further down. Verse 8 says, Keep every command I am giving you today. Today, as we say, where I come from. Every command I am giving you today, so that you may have the strength. Kava. Can you all see this? Why should you keep the command? 
from your side, it should be because you love God. But God knows that beyond you loving him, in essence, the reason he gave you that command, the particular command he wants you to keep, is that it is inherent, obeying that command, living your life within those parameters, will endue you with the strength to cross into and possess the land that you are designed to inherit. Somebody say yes if you understand this. Let me know in the chat, in the comment section. Do, do you get this? Why this is so important? Now, let's look at the word for strength. Let's go back actually to the King James Version for this. First of all. Deuteronomy 11 verse 8 in the King James. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day. And notice these are commandments. Because we live in a generation that does not like commandments. We like advice. We like suggestions. We, we have arrived, at a, and I, I include my generation, yes. And Chrissy, help me out again. What are the generations now? I know what's the one before millennials, and then what are the two after millennials? Somebody help me in the comment section. I know uh, Gen X and Gen Y are after millennials, right? Chrissy, am I right? Somebody let me know in the comment section. So what's the name of the generation? If I, let, me, let me Google this. Let me, let, me, let me Google this. Generation before millennials is called Generation X. That's a long generation. So apparently, if you were born in 1965 to 1980, you are Generation X. This is deep. They keep moving these, these, these ages. I don't understand what's going on here. Let me show you guys this. This is very interesting. You know, I know it's a diversion, but stick with me. There's a reason for the diversion. It's not, it's not a, a distraction. You know, we need to understand the difference between a diversion and a distraction. So let me, let, me, let me see now. Let me share this on the screen because I find this fascinating. I think this is absolutely fascinating. Um, right, share screen. There we go. So, apparently, the greatest generation was born from 1901 to 1924. If there's anybody in that generation who's watching, we honor you. We appreciate you. You are literally literally our fathers and our mothers in every sense of the word then the silent generation is 1925 to 1945 then you have the boomers who were born from 1946 to 1964 why is generation x the largest i've never understood that apparently that is 1965 to 1980 and then supposedly the millennial it keeps expanding but now the millennial generation is 1981 to 1996 so if you are the tail end of generation x all the way down to generation z right odds are you don't like instructions 
and I'm including myself. I belong to the, the first generation that ever started to demonstrate a degree of offense to parental and leadership directive. You know, and like a friend of mine once said, it wasn't a friend, but like somebody once said, when the fathers err by inches, the children will err by meters, and the grandchildren will err by yards, sorry, by miles. Successively over the years, it has gone from a silent uh, resistance of instructions to an outward rebellion against instruction. By and large, if you want to... All right, Bella, thank you for that. That explains it. By and large, if you want to ensure that the average person who is 45 and younger, and especially who is 30 and younger, and especially who is 21 and younger, obeys an instruction. You have to find a way to word it as a suggestion. A lot of the parenting and the educational principles of our day are designed to masquerade instructions as suggestions because they understand that the average person in our generation is rebellious at heart. I'm including myself to where we don't like, we bristle at somebody giving us an absolute parameter for living our life. We ask questions like, who are you? I'm grown. It's one of the reasons why the average length of time in paid employment in this generation is the lowest it has ever been. And it's not just because people are leaving to start their own businesses. That's part of it. But it's because people just don't like somebody else telling them what to do. They don't like, see, the same person will, will get to work early when they are running their own business. But they, they, they are, what's what I'm looking for now? I'm not offended. Somebody help me out. There's a, there's a word I'm looking for. They are, it means to bristle at something, to kick against something. Whatever it is, they, 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 they don't like the idea. They're triggered or whatever it is by the idea of another person saying, show up at this time, sit down at that desk, do this job this way and leave at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to inform you that if you have not resolved your hatred for instructions and commandments, you are not likely to work with God successfully. In fact, you're not likely to work with any spirit successfully. Because hear me, I know a little thing about spirits. I might not be the world's greatest quote-unquote spiritualist, but I know a thing or two about working with unseen beings. And if you will successfully partner with the spirit realm, you will be a master of commandments. Because spirits demand that you obey their commandments and for the ones that are beneath you in the organogram you can only deal with them by giving them commandments let me know in the comment section if you're with me so far 
The centurion told Jesus, he said, I am a man under authority, meaning I take instructions. I have the capacity to live my life according to the commandments and the directions of those above me in the organogram. Private joke in kingdom culture, organogram. And as a result, he says, I tell one go and he goes. I tell another come and he, in essence, I take instructions and I give instructions. Somebody talk to me in the comment section if, you're, if you understand where I'm coming from. If you are not conversant in the language of commandments, you won't do well in the spirit realm. That's why many of us don't, our prayer lives are faulty because we don't have the, see, you, we will, you will not have the conviction that a spirit will take your commandments if you don't have the conviction or if you are not sure that you are taking the commandments of another spirit. Your right to instruct spirits comes from the fact that you are being instructed in or by spirits. In fact, when Jesus is being prophesied about in the book of Isaiah, it says he will be of quick instruction in the fear of the Lord. Yes, faith. I love that. The Bible says when your obedience is complete, then disobedience will be judged. So it is the level to which you are under command that puts you in command. And I think I've heard Bishop, Oedipo, Bishop David Oedipo say something similar to that in the past. That it is the level, you know, the, the way I have always said it, you know, one of the first things I was ever quoted for saying in kingdom culture was that it is the level to which the kingdom has come in you that determines how much of the kingdom can come through you. I want to repeat, it is the level to which the kingdom has come in you. Jeremy, another glass of water would be great, son. It is the level to which the kingdom has come in you that will determine the level to which the kingdom can come through you. You cannot walk with God if you have a problem with your life being engineered to precision. Go find another religion. If, if, you, want to, if you want to just go to heaven, that's fine. If you want to escape hell, that's fine. If you want to rise, if you want greatness, if you want to fulfill your potential God's way, you have to be comfortable with a level of micromanaging, not of your personality, but of your lifestyle by God. God will allow you plenty of room to express your individual personality. I'm not talking about your personality. I'm talking about your lifestyle. I'm talking about the things you do and don't do, the places you go and don't go, the things you say and don't say, the people you hang around and don't hang around, how you spend your time, your calendar, your schedule, how you spend your money, your budget. Are you listening to me, somebody? No spirit will sponsor your eyes if it cannot micromanage your lifestyle therefore and like i said last week i repeat when a spirit talks about love this is what it means by love simple if you love me you obey my commandments if you love me you'll give me something of value those are the two ways the spirit defines love what you give and how you obey
But now we're dealing with obedience for today. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day. That you may be strong. In essence, it is keep the, the commandments are designed to build a strength of spirit. So when God says, I want you to pray every day at 11 p.m., it's not because he gains anything from you praying at 11 p.m., but one of the reasons for the instruction is he is building a strength of character and spirit that you will require to possess your promise. Now let's look at the word strong. It's the word Kazakh. Jeremy Kadesh, I'm not sure if you heard me, but daddy might need another glass of water, sons. If you can help me, that'd be great. It's the word Kazakh. And Kazakh means, listen, to strengthen, to prevail, to harden, to become strong, to be courageous, to be firm, to be resolute. In essence, it is an active process. And it's not talking about your capacity to do something. It's talking about your capacity to withstand something. In essence, the process of doing God's commandments builds a capacity, a tenacity, a stamina, a strength on the inside of your spirit and soul that you will require to possess his promise and his bokar for you. This is absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. The Bible then goes further to say that you may prolong your days. Again, this is what the commandments will do if you keep them, not just obey them, if you caress them and let them not just shape the individual instruction, but you mind that principle till it flows into the rest of your reality, that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. So God has already sworn. He wants you to have the strength to enter and the ability to last in it. He doesn't just want you to shine once and burn out. God's not just looking for five seconds of fame for you. He's not just looking for a season of greatness followed by a lifetime of obscurity. The Bible says, whatever the Lord doeth, it shall be forever. When God is involved in your rising, he wants it to be brighter and brighter and brighter until the day of perfection. He wants a lifetime trajectory that goes up. Are you with me, somebody? Are you with me, somebody? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Kialavondia kavuna pra eskotovra atia kamande Shkebola brateski nangrotia kabani eketia. Jesus. I just, I just wish, I wish I could just take this in and break your head and put it in. 
That's why I'm trying to take my time tonight. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Let's see the same principle again. Deuteronomy chapter 16. It's the month of Aviv. Right? It's the month of Aviv. The month we're in right now. And God starts by giving them an instruction. He doesn't tell them that this instruction is a prophetic type of Jesus' sacrifice. He just gives them an instruction. Right? gives them an instruction of what to do, how to do it, and how long to do it for. That instruction gets them out of Egypt. In essence, it gets them into the promised land. It takes them into their bokar. But then once they get there, now this, this happened in, in Exodus chapter 12, once they get into the land in Deuteronomy chapter 16, he then begins to explain to them and institute that instruction as one of the three pillars, the feast of the Lord that will govern his covenant with them for eternity. When God starts off giving instructions, he hardly ever explains the foundational nature of this instruction in his will and agenda for the rest of your life. He is trusting that you will mine and dig into the reality and treasure it because he said it long enough for him to get to the point where he then begins to explain to you where it fits in with the rest of your life. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Zechariah chapter 10. Mm. Nah, nah, let's leave. Let's leave Zechariah. Shall we? I ain't got time. Mm, no, no, I ain't got time. I ain't got time for Zechariah. No, no, no. Let's let's let that. That's a different sermon. That that that's an explanation of the prophetic agenda that the Lord has been given in this season, at this time. Hmm. Jesus. Ikalavuna kiababuna sikiatai. Sikiaturi ababuri anandia kipele kiatona siakabuna tia. Jekelevori ababoni akata atua kelebru nonde aketika iliabobon sakatia zekeletumbra katia kombiata ikala kombria tatailia kuria bobojna katiaka zekinantoski abonanti akabietoli ababate zekelebobiatoni akabandoshkiete zikiatona zikiatona Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
give us grace give us grace somebody open your mouth tonight and just ask god for grace ask him for grace cry out to him i don't know if you if you're like me you you, you can literally plot negligence because for many of us it's not disobedience it's just negligence it's not that we wanted to disobey god it's that we did not value the instructions enough to remember them or to realize when we were deviating for them so it was we didn't hate god we didn't actively dishonor him we just despised him because many of you don't realize to despise something doesn't mean to hate it it simply means it's not that important it's not that deep is the way we say it in our generation it's not i mean it's not that deep as i walk with the lord i can point to things that i didn't realize how deep they were that have been the difference between bukhar and erev in different seasons of my life and one of the things I'm doing in the month of Aviv, the month of Passover, is I'm going through my life. I'm sitting with the Holy Spirit and I'm letting him point out to me the places where I sabotaged a season or potential season of rising and greatness. And nine times out of ten, there are instructions involved. That I either never took the time to discern or just negligently did not follow and in some very rare cases actively rebelled against I want you to open your mouth tonight with me and cry out to the Lord for mercy and grace open your mouth and cry out for mercy and grace that the Lord would have mercy upon you that wherever you have sabotaged your own rising in the past that the blood of jesus would speak and have mercy it would speak better things than the blood of abel open your mouth and pray come on cry out to the lord somebody and pray cry out to the lord and pray Jesus. Jesus. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 11 before we carry on praying for a little bit. Deuteronomy 11. Look. The same gentleman we're talking about, right? And it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day. What commandment? It was not quote and unquote the commandment to love God. 
in essence he was saying that hearkening diligently to this commandment will be manifesting that you love your god and serve him with your heart and your soul that's the shema right if you had the prayer meeting yesterday you remember the significance of this prophetically in a season where god has told us he's sending the rain that i will give you the rain of your land in essence you can enter the land and it be dry you can enter your bokar season and it is still dry the rain of your land in his due season the first rain meaning the former rain and the latter rain why so you can gather in your corn your wine and your oil corn speaks about ish i don't i don't even have time lauro kiafanantia the benefit of the word grain wine lord uh, let's pray let's pray shafinanta say lord give me grace give me grace to provoke your reign in this season open your mouth grace to obey your commandment that i may provoke your reign grace to obey your commandment that i may provoke your reign Silekora baban sakiatum viata. Help me, Lord. I lay down my agenda. I lay down my decision making faculty. I lay down my culture. I lay down my gender. I lay down my age. I lay down my seniority. I lay down whatever it is that corrupts my ability to surrender to you fully. give me grace thank you for the grace for prayer but it is useless if it doesn't then birth a grace for obedience what used bible what is bible says if i could speak with the tongues of angels and i have not love primarily first a love for god it is clanging cymbals and tinkling brass That in this season our consecration will manifest in the root of consecration which is a surrender and obedience to God help us Lord help us Lord help us Lord especially for those of you who are not there yesterday i shared a prophecy the lord gave me um i'd shared this in private before but as reverend austin began to minister it was so specifically confirmatory i felt the need to repeat it now this is the month of Nisan or Aviv. It's the Passover month. It's the month of the first of the three great feasts, the appointments, the Moeds of the Lord with his people. And God told me this month is a time vortex. It's a window. He said this month is a time vortex and a window in which people will have the ability to shift between yesterday today and tomorrow you can correct yesterday's mistakes and you can secure tomorrow's coming 
And today as I was walking around on my prayer walk in the morning, the Lord showed me this window, a larger window between Passover and atonement this year. That there is a work he is beginning in this season of Passover that will come to conclusion in the atonement season. And that for those who will take advantage of this understanding, there will literally be the correction and the gaining of decades over the next few months. God is eternal. He, he creates from eternity and then downloads into time. Time is a tool that serves his purpose. Time does not hold him bound. And the key is this definition of love for God. Your heart, we discussed it, your love, your nefesh, your, your love, your nefesh, and your moed, not moed, your moed, your, your muchness, your substance, all that makes you. When the enemy wants to attack, a rising one of the ways he can do it is to attack your love for God your capacity to follow through on the desires of the Lord I plead with you in this season don't be punked don't be waylaid and don't give in to the spirit of the age that refuses and despises instructions take instructions from God and take instructions from the tools and the vessels that God has set in and around your life. Let him sharpen and chisel you so like Christ he can say, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Therefore, to the whole of creation, listen to him. Again, for those of you who are not there, if you are a pastor or leader in your church, I'm encouraging you to take as many nights this season as possible to gather your, give your people an opportunity to pray here at Kingdom Culture. If you belong to Kingdom Culture Church or you're part of the wider Kingdom Culture family, every single night over this next, over this month of, uh, of Nissan Aviv, most of the nights at 11 p.m. we'll be praying. Some of them will be public prayers like the press, like tonight for children. On the prayer prayer culture uh, uh prayer this is, the public ones will be with prayer culture our prayer culture family but on the other days we're going to be having close house prayer meetings specifically for our house to birth heaven's agenda in this season that the rain may fall the rain that i saw last week the vision of the storm clouds may come positive storm clouds that bring refreshing and an in-gathering of wheat corn and wine we don't have the flyer for you quite yet uh, we apologize for the delay but uh passover comes with a consecration journey you know this very well everybody it's the 15th the 15th to the 18th of april that's 14 days if i'm not mistaken uh, and on the 15th of april will be the 12 hours of prayer the forge the saturday uh leading up to the end the fourth to the eighth in essence, the day before the consecration journey. Is it 4th to the 8th or 5th to the 8th, Chrissy? Correct me if I'm wrong. 
uh, it says fourth here i may be wrong but either the fourth or the fifth will confirm this and it says we will start with the week of apostolic emphasis which is a teaching season of four or five days where we lay out the case for what we are doing from scripture for apostolic reformation to understand it okay so the fourth so in essence technically the consecration journey starts on the fourth technically uh and then from the ninth it will be daily prayers to culminate on the 18th of april daily prayers at 7 p.m and or 11 p.m uh we will uh, christy i think we want to i'm not too keen about tampering with life group for two whole weeks so we might move the days of life groups we might move we'll see what we do we might move some of them uh in the second week the prayer nights to 11 but we'll see uh and then on the 15th of april could you just type all this and put it on a banner on the screen that'd be great on the 15th of april we'll be gathered in the city of london at the central london embassy for the 12 hours of prayer uh it promises i i can't wait to seal this deal and that will be on the other side of passover and so it will literally be the end of the transaction we're going to spend 12 hours 12 hours speak young man sealing that deal in the glory of the lord for those of you who are led or instructed and that is a one-off instruction or you see the scriptural principle in giving to where you are blessed and want to respond with an offering for those of you who are tithers for the kingdom builders uh partners the details are on the screen um kingdom builders you should have received a letter from me over the last 24 hours 48 hours you will receive an, a follow-up letter like i promised uh, in that letter over the next seven days exciting times are ahead and we are excited about what we can accomplish together again remember general assembly sunday the beginning of regular in-person sunday services in london 2nd of april 2023 at the embassy in central london it promises to be a time of outpouring and of course remember the summit the summit the summit the summit the summit um the, the the final dates will be announced next week so we will be announcing the final dates next week officially uh and then in a couple of weeks you should be able to start to register because we would have put all the facilities technology designs or marketing sorry designs out there it's gonna be whew. i i am looking forward to the summit this year trusting god to just literally show up and show up you just make it a okay that's fine that's fine all righty folks we come to the end of tonight um lift your hands in the presence of the lord and let us pray and again if you want to give the details on how to give are in the video description uh, they'll be on your screen again momentarily so that you can obey god if and how he directs you but I want to pray a blessing upon you tonight as we come to an end. Father, let the grace to obey instructions be a primary dimension of your blessing in this season. Take away our stony hearts and give us a heart of flesh. 
let the instructions to obey be another print another pillar in that structure where there are instructions that some of us have so despised and neglected that we have forgotten have mercy and repeat them and then give us grace to meticulously obey them and Lord, finally i'm asking that the things we struggle with some of us struggle financially to obey instructions because we literally have financial struggles some of us struggle emotionally and mentally to obey them because we have mental health struggles excuse me some of us have attacks of hell designed specifically to prevent us from obeying certain instructions distract or detract from our ability to obey certain instructions that are critical to our book in this season lord you know the limits of our ability and our power where only you can step in would you step in in your in your would you step in in your mercy would you deliver us from ourselves and from the enemy insist on us that we may fulfill your agenda that your name may be glorified we give you thanks and praise in jesus name love you guys bless you take care see you this sunday see you at the press for those of you praying at the press this week the in-house prayer meeting see you at 11 p.m if you want if you say i want to be a part of these meetings kingdom cultures my family uh send us an email at contact at kculture chrissy help me out.org and we'll get you those are private zoom prayer meetings but if you believe this is your family we welcome you to join us uh we'll be praying tonight at 11 p.m for families children marriages and things of that nature online on the prayer culture apostolic hub zoom channel take care see you bless you bye-bye what if i never do that this evening would we collapse before him he's right here what would you do I like I always say, what would you do when you're standing in front of you? With the eyes of our heart. So right now, open your eyes and let Jesus feel your very consciousness. Let him be the air that you breathe. Allow him to intoxicate you. You are not waiting for that song to move you into alignment. No. Jesus is that song. For the love of God it compels me to submission. Lord. The love of God it compels me submission I am wasted at your presence I am wasted at your altar the love of God he compels me to submission the love of God he compels me to submission I am I am wasted at your altar For oh, the love of God It compels me to submission oh.
Jesus be more real than even me standing in front of you? If he's more real to you, oh, let his love compel you. Oh, be undignified before him. Oh, like it's the first time you have met him. Kadias Abela, Wetiala Menales. Oh, let the love of God compel you. Oh, to submission. Let it compel you to submission. Oh, oh, I am wasted at your feet. I am wasted at your altar. The love of God, it compels me to submission.
Jesus is more valuable than a song. Everything points to Him. Jesus is more desirable than even my reputation. of your heart is that you love him let it show musicians if truly the posture of your heart is that you love him let it show opened up inside of everyone here the word of God just cracked open what limits our revelation of Jesus is our understanding of the word of God the spirit of revelation and understanding of him is beginning to hit the room an avalanche of his beauty please let it let him make you let it, let it, let him have his way. Let him have his way. Can today be as though it's the first time that you met him, that you heard his name? What is it that the 24 elders know that they are constantly in awe? Jesus I tell you all the signs that we have seen on the earth are incomparable to the beauty and the magnificence of Jesus he's more desirable than even the parting of the Red Sea he's more desirable everything revolves around him
fast food generation the generation that cannot wait for the king that don't have the staying power that wants everything now 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 I want a quick excitement, a song, um, a triggering to get to the place. And the Spirit of the Lord says, will you not wait? Will you not tarry? Will you not just wait? <laughs> Tonight, remove those labels that makes us such a generation that do not know how to tarry they do not know how to wait for the king he is your friend he is your brother he is close he's here but he's deserving of waiting are you waiting for him to come no you are waiting for all of him the fullness of Jesus quiet your mind quiet your soul bring it into center and become aware What will you do, what will you do when you're standing in front of you? What will you do, what will you do when you're standing in front of you? Listen, I will dance, I will wail, I will leave my hands in praise, even without no music. Oh. What would you do, what would you do when he's standing in front of you? What would you do, what would you do when he's standing in front of you? I imagine Jesus going to the mountains to worship without a sound. delivered from conditional worship and step into revelational worship step into the reality of Jesus and this is an admonishment to every worship leader here don't make people look for your song it's more than a song it's more than your song let your heart be outflowing let your heart be be, be flowing of Jesus that even if you sing 